Welcome to the Yoga Liberty Podcast. My name is Angelica. This podcast is for aspiring yoga teachers and yoga teachers, basically people who want to live their dream of teaching yoga and helping others. I've been teaching yoga full-time since 2005. I've owned three yoga studios. I've taught over 50,000 people in-person yoga, and I have no idea how many people have taken my online yoga classes. I currently do online yoga teacher training, and I love helping people live their dreams. So if you're here for that, keep listening. And thank you so very much. I absolutely appreciate you more than you'll ever know. Hi, I'm Angelica, and this is my story of how I became a yoga teacher. If you're interested in becoming a yoga teacher, I teach online yoga teacher training, 200-hour, 300-hour, 500-hour, and 1,000-hour. You can follow the link below to get more information about my online yoga teacher training. I'm currently teaching online yoga teacher training privately, so it's just you and me every week in your weekly Zoom class. Each week, you get new content delivered to you, and then at the end of the week, I meet with you for an hour to two hours where we go over everything that you've learned and we tailor it specifically to your needs. I answer any of your questions and I help you become the teacher that you want to become. This training is truly revolutionary. I have no idea how long I'm going to be able to do it. I don't take on a lot of clients at a time because I'm just one person. So follow the link below if you want to get a really great yoga teacher training and you want to learn how to live your dream as a yoga teacher. Angelica Gilbert. I have been teaching yoga since 2005. I started teaching yoga in person way back when, and that's what everybody was doing. There wasn't anyone that was teaching online. Online really wasn't that big of a thing. And so everybody taught in person. And that's how I started. I started teaching yoga anywhere I could. The main thing is, is that Whenever somebody gave me a job, I said yes. I once read a book by Richard Branson called Like a Virgin. And in that book, he says that take the job and then figure out how to do it later. And so my whole philosophy was like, anytime somebody offered me a job, I took it. It didn't matter to me whether I felt qualified to do it or not. I pushed myself to learn the skills that I needed to learn to do that job. And that's what made me a really great yoga teacher. And that's what gave me a lot of experience. One thing I never did was say no to even a job that didn't pay in the beginning because I needed experience more than I needed the money. I mean, of course, like we all need money, right? But if you think in a mentality of the future and abundance and you start thinking as a true business owner, which is what you are when you are a yoga teacher, you're an independent contractor, which means you're not an employee and no one has to give you money. You have to learn how to generate money on your own, which is why I always say that if you can't come up with the money to pay for yoga teacher training, you're not going to make it as a yoga teacher because you're going to have to work really, really hard to get clients. It's a very competitive industry. And I'm super blessed that I've been able to teach as much as I have for as long as I have to as many people as I have. And you've got to keep that attitude of gratitude. You have to keep that mentality that 
what you're doing, you're lucky to be doing. So when I first started, I actually had a spreadsheet and I was like, this is how much I spent on yoga teacher training. And then this is how much I've made as a yoga teacher. And I remember the exciting day that how much I paid was less than how much I've made. That was a really exciting day. <laughs> but it was just the beginning because when I took yoga teacher training back in 2005, I paid $2,100 for yoga teacher training. And I learned from some, it was her first training. She was a phenomenal teacher. I didn't know much about Yoga Alliance and I didn't know much about what to look for in a yoga teacher training, which is why I do so many videos now on what to look for in a yoga teacher training because I didn't understand what it was all about. But she actually turned out to be a really great teacher and she taught me a lot of things and mentored me really well. Even though she wasn't that much older than me, she knew a lot more about it than I did. And she had something inside of her that just she intuitively knew how to be a strong business person and how to get people together. And she was not super well liked. Um, that was something that was always interesting to me is that like the more successful you become at this, the less people that are going to like you. And that really surprised me. When I, in 2008, I lost my job. Like a lot of other people, it was an economic downturn, which is why this economic downturn actually doesn't scare me that much because millionaires and billionaires are made in economic downturns. And I'm not saying that I'm gonna become a billionaire off of yoga. There's a pathway to do that. I chose not to take that path. Um, I had at one point I talked to someone about franchising my yoga studio and I was going through the process of doing it and I decided that that was too much work that I didn't want to do what it took to become that and so um, I'm I didn't go down that path because I think that making money through yoga is wrong I didn't go down that path because I didn't want to do that much work and if you're gonna become a billionaire it's a lot of work I know that I made over a million dollars teaching yoga in the time that I've taught yoga since 2005. And for nine years, I never even took a day off. I never even took a day off. That's the kind of dedication that it takes to get to the point where you're making that kind of money. So I didn't have any children on purpose. I purposefully chose not to have children because I wanted to have a career. There are choices that we have to make to get to the levels that we want to get to. At least that's my, that's my feelings and that's how it worked for me. And this is my story. <laughs> so for years, I just picked up whatever. I took whatever would come my way. And in 2008, I lost my job. So I started working yoga full time. I was lucky enough to get a job teaching yoga at a school full time. And that gave me a ton of experience. So I was teaching like six or seven classes a day and I was in the best shape of my life. And I was able to do all kinds of things that I'm not able to do now in my yoga practice, but I truly enjoyed it and I learned a lot. 
And that's the thing is that people think they're going to come out of yoga teacher training and that they're going to know how to teach yoga and they're going to be just incredible at it. And that's not the reality. You need years and years of experience in order to become a good teacher. The reason why I can rattle off how to align and oppose is because I have well over 10,000 hours of teaching experience. I've been teaching yoga for a very, very long time. And even before I was teaching, I was practicing. I've been practicing yoga since I was 11 years old. So, and on top of that, I read all the books that you needed to read to get really good at teaching yoga. Um, and I studied with some of the masters. That's another thing that I did during that time was that I spent a lot of time focused on learning from people who were world-class yoga teachers, like people that were just so good at teaching yoga, like the most phenomenal teachers that I could find. Those are the people that I worked with. So I worked with Patabi Joy. I worked with Sharon Gannon. I worked with Shiva Ray. I worked with Sean Korn. Uh, I studied under John Friend, who now no one really likes, but he was a great teacher. And um, Krishna Dawes. Um, let's see. Oh, there's just so many people. Like I just, I went to the places where they were. And if I had to travel, then I would do that. And this time it was really great because there were a lot of yoga festivals happening, which is where you can go and work with a lot of teachers at once. And I would write down the things that I thought that they were doing that I really liked and wanted to incorporate into my own teaching. And so I did that over and over again until I became the teacher that I wanted to be. And I decided at that point, um, I was working full time teaching yoga and I was also working at a yoga uh, clothing store called Lucy in the mall at Aventura, but they actually went out of business, not while I was working for them, but later they went out of business. After teaching yoga in Miami for a few years, I decided to move back to Las Vegas, which was, I had lived in Las Vegas before and I really loved Vegas and I wanted to open a yoga studio there. It was like my, like I just felt really driven to do it. I think that out of all the things that I felt driven to do in my life, that was the most influential thing to me. Opening that yoga studio in Las Vegas was something that I just had a real passion for and felt like I really needed to do. Like it was part of my dharma. It was just like something that I had to do while I was on this planet. So I moved back to Las Vegas and I need to get a job teaching yoga, right? I, well, I need to get a job <laughs> of any kind to pay my rent. And um, I decided I want to teach yoga, right? So I go to 24 Hour Fitness at the time and I just walked into the door and I said, I would like to teach yoga here. Do you have any jobs available? And it turns out that they did. And that's the thing that I think a lot of people aren't willing to do the legwork and just go in and find out if something is available, if there's a job that they can do. And that's how I've gotten all of my jobs is really by just taking the initiative. You have to take the initiative, especially as a yoga teacher, because Again, it's super competitive. It is a very competitive industry. There is going to be a lot of people who want to get the job that you have. So the person who gets the job is not the person who's the best teacher. It's the person who's the best at marketing themselves. And so you've got to go out there and do what you have to do to make you the person that they see. 
So I went and I got a job at 24 Hour Fitness, which turned out to be like the greatest job for me ever because I could pick up shifts whenever anybody would need to sub out and I would just pick up a lot of those shifts. And I started picking up classes all over the city and I would drive all over. You know, I really wanted to open the studio and it became obvious that a lot of people liked me and enjoyed my classes and I enjoyed teaching. And so I needed to find a place that I could take everyone and teach my own students. And so what I did was I just started telling everyone that I met that I wanted to open a yoga studio. Literally everyone I met, I was like, I want to open a yoga studio. I want to, I want to open this studio in Las Vegas. And this is what I wanted to be about. And I had this boyfriend who actually opened a competing yoga studio. We didn't date for very long because he wasn't a very nice person. Um, and he opened a competing yoga studio. And what was really crazy is he took like all the ideas that I had in like, but he had money and I didn't start with money. So he was able to like put into play everything that I wanted to create because he had money behind him, but he didn't have a, he didn't have good intentions. And so I think that that ended up exactly the way it was supposed to, but <laughs> anyhow, I opened my yoga studio in a garage. This boyfriend, he says to me that I should stop telling people that I want to open a yoga studio if I haven't been able to manifest it in nine years. And I always think about that and how wrong that was. You see, the thing is like some things take longer than other things. I needed to be ready to open that studio. I needed all of the skill sets that I learned up to the point of when I opened that studio. So if I had opened it before I did, I wouldn't have had all the tools that I needed to open the studio. So he was very wrong about that. And if anybody tells you that there's some kind of timing that you have to do things, I think that is, that's just not accurate. Like everything is gonna happen in its divine timing. I'm in Las Vegas. I'm looking everywhere high and low, trying to find a place to open my yoga studio. Finally, one day I buy this Groupon and I go to get my eyebrows waxed. And while I'm there, I'm telling this lady that's waxing my eyebrows about how I want to open a yoga studio. And she says to me, well, you know, that's interesting because we have this space behind the, this main building. It's a garage that's been converted into a yoga studio. It was really used for Pilates, but nobody's using it now. We just use it for storage. Maybe the lady that owns all these spaces will rent it to you. And so, you know, I've been searching high and low and everything's really expensive, like $5,000 a month. And honestly, if you're looking to open a yoga studio, do not get a place that has rent that's $5,000 a month. You will never make any money because yoga studios don't really make that kind of money. If you're just a pure yoga studio, you're not teaching any kind of extra stuff. You're not doing any fad yogas like the hot yoga and stuff like, which is also very, very expensive to set up um, and has much higher insurance rates. Like, 12 times as much a regular yoga studio because they have a lot of incidents of heart attacks and cardiac arrest and cardiac events and heat stroke, things like that. Ambulances are being called there frequently. Um, so they have a really high insurance rate. And that's why I would never suggest to open one as a business model. Anyhow, um, so I'm like, okay, cool. So I call up the landlady and I'm like, I would really like to open my yoga studio here. And she cut me this really sweet deal and my rent was super low and it was low enough that I could afford it even if the studio didn't work out. 
I could still keep paying this rent. And what I have noticed is that over the years after I left that space, and it was a great space to grow in and to first start in and to learn how to mess up a business and how to get it right. Um, but what I've noticed over the years is that other people rented that space and they were not as successful as I was. And the difference between me and them was that whenever I would start to have a lull in business or I would have less people coming in the door, I would ask myself, what can I do to get more people in the door? What can I do to attract more customers? Because I started to notice that the people that were coming to my class, the number of people on the roster, they all were from different places. They'd all been sourced from somewhere else. Some people came from 24 hour fitness. Some people came from a group on that I strategically ran. Some people came from a referral. Some people came from a mailer. Some people came from an ad on Google. Like people came from different places. And so what I realized was that I needed to source people from different places for my studio. So I needed to always be thinking about, can I run a booth at first Friday? What can I do to get more people in the door? And everything would bring a little bit of people in the door. Um, and so that's really like how I grew that studio. And people loved what I was doing there because it was genuine, because what I, was doing was a mission. I had a mission to create yoga in Las Vegas that felt authentic, that was about love and happiness, and it wasn't about fitness. I have never taught fitness. I teach people how to be happy, and the conduit that I use is yoga. And that, I think, is the essential difference between me and other people who teach yoga. But know that, you know, you can make your dream happen. I wasn't likely to do this. I come from a very, like, sad story, <laughs> like, growing up on a farm in Indiana, um, moving back and forth between different family members because my parents were in and out of divorce with each other. My bio dad left when I was two. Uh, we grew up on welfare. We lived in shelters. Um, my mom would just consistently choose men that would beat her up. And um, so we'd be in battered women's shelters and homeless shelters, you know, like you name it. And I just didn't want to live that way. And so when I chose a job outside of college, I felt, I also felt like I had to go to college, which was wrong, but you don't know at the time, you know, you just want to get out of being poor. And so, um, I chose a career that I knew would make me a lot of money. And then when I lost that job in 2008, I was a retail district manager. I managed, uh, 22 stores for a French luxury company and I traveled around the world doing that job. It was really phenomenal and I was very good at it. And I loved it. And I loved everybody that worked for me, almost everybody. Um, but I was, I was good at that job and I enjoyed it. And you know, when I got laid off in 2008, I decided to live my dream as a yoga teacher and open my own yoga studio and take everything that they taught me into teaching yoga. I worked really hard to build my yoga studio and I didn't take a day off for nine years. I, put my whole life into it, every other thing in my life went on hold. 
And I'm not saying that that was healthy because it definitely wasn't. I gained 70 pounds. I became very unhappy. I wouldn't recommend that attitude. I also think that that's really what's necessary to build that kind of business from the ground up. I started with $5,000. That's the total that I had to start that yoga studio. And I was really smart about it. I made sure that I sold memberships before I even opened. I had clients before I even opened lined up. I had an email list. I had people following me on social. Um, and I worked really hard to do that. And if anybody tells you that it's easy, it's not. And if anybody tells you that you're not gonna have to work really hard, that's a lie. You're gonna have to really work harder than you ever have in your life to make this happen. I would say that being on social media, doing in the internet yoga has been infinitely more difficult than in person. Being an online yoga teacher and getting clients to take your online classes and to sign up for your online offerings, to buy your online courses, your online books, that has been infinitely more difficult than what I did in person. So, and when I think back, I'm just like, ah, oh, it's so exhausting. Um, you know, I'm 47, I'll be 48 in November. And um, I, sometimes I just feel like just really giving up because I feel like, you know, it's never gonna happen. But then I remember the story of how many years it took me to get to the point where I was making money as a yoga teacher, to get to the point where I could quit my other jobs and just teach yoga full time. I remember when I could pay for my phone payment with money that I made teaching yoga. That took many years. That was not something that happened overnight. And the transition from in-person to online is taking many years as well. And I think that Sure, there are people who blow up and they immediately, you know, they become TikTok stars or they become stars on Instagram or YouTube. And in a lot of ways, like, okay, so there's somebody that did that and that happened overnight, but they're just really statistical outliers. There's not a lot of people that just blow up for no reason. Most people that I've talked to who do have a big following on YouTube or on TikTok, they've put a lot of work and effort and there's been many days of tears and not ha not getting what they wanted. And so um, know that anything worth having is going to be a lot of work. And I think that's really a reminder for myself as well. Thank you so much for watching. I would love it if you would subscribe to the channel, share this video with other people. It helps me to grow. I'm on a mission to make sure that anyone who signs up for yoga teacher training doesn't make the mistake of signing up for one that they won't be happy with or they won't be able to live their dream of teaching yoga. Please help me in my mission to bring happiness, love, and light to the world. Mwah.